0: It's time to head in the shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan.
1: I've been driving all
2: night, my hands
0: wet on the wheel. In the shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
3: Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Dan from Bellingham Automotive. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Doing fabulous this morning, got a late late summer day, the sun shining. I know, we both have boats, we shouldn't be here. Should, should be out, my boat needs a little cleaning. Mine needs a little work. <laughs> the story of owning a boat. Yep. Want to buy a boat? <laughs> uh, we are taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI, 676-5464. We'd rather hear from you, your automotive-related questions. Maybe you're looking at a new car, used car, check engine light. Running rough, anything? We'll uh, be glad to help you out on the air here.
4: Well, Talk- I, know. I know we were on last week. Do you own a Crosstrek?
3: I do not own a Crosstrek. Oh, they, they,
4: now we uh, need the update. Listeners need to know. <laughs> need need to know.
3: Well, I, I'm going to start off with uh, everybody down at Dewey Griffin has been fabulous. Yes, and has uh, been dealing with Chris and Tony, a couple of partnered salespeople, yep. and the the sales manager and. And in doing some research, some research for the show as well, I'm finding that uh, one of the most in-demand cars in the country right now is the Subaru (laughs) Crosstrek. New model year, 2024. I know it's the middle of 2023, but they released their 2024s, built in America, well, let me rephrase, assembled in the United States, in, in Lafayette, Indiana, new plant, new plant, so was the
4: engine on my boat. That <laughs> doesn't mean that's where the parts are coming from. <laughs> they they're,
3: they're a little bit uh, a little bit maybe behind on production. Yes. Um you know partially because of relocating the uh, the manufacturing of, of about half of the Crosstrek product line. The the sales nationwide are actually down on the Crosstrek this year. Mm. But that's not because people want to buy them, that's because they aren't available. I
4: see. So we can come see your new car in the spring of 2026. <laughs>
3: yes. So they, they have located a vehicle. It's oh. in transit to another dealership. But, of course, you know, I want the alpine green. Of course you do. It's The alpine green. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Apparently, everybody does. Everybody. <laughs> it's the one color they charge a smidgen of a premium on. Of course, <laughs> the special paint color. And uh, and so the the car is in transit. Yes. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. It means it's not there and it's not here. Um you know, Dewey does have, I think, a couple cross on the lot. Um, but but if you want, you know, a limited or a premium and, and some other things, it can be hard to get your hands yeah. on. Um, not just a Dewey, it's all the Subaru dealers. They work with a lot of dealers to trade cars and get mm-hmm. you exactly what you want, but uh, there's just not a lot of them available that's what i decide to get everybody else wants one too now and, and it's not like i'm you know late to the game you know i've been a subaru fan forever we've got yeah. five of them in my family right yep. now um it's just everybody else is figuring out what we already knew
4: <laughs> they listen to you they listen to me
3: so i've been watching youtube videos of off-road torture tests on cross tracks just dreaming of your new car saying <laughs> See, how not to get stuck i mean maybe, you know i I like Subarus. Mm-hmm. Um, they've come a long way. One thing that's impressed me with the tracks, if you look at the competition um, in the, like the Toyota RAV4, the, the Kia Kona, and there's the, the or the Toyota Corolla Cross. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not yeah. the RAV4. Um, and then in the Honda, the Honda HR-V, mm-hmm. um, is the, the fuel economy yeah. and the performance of the Subaru is kind of at the leader of that pack. You can nice. go to um, a Mazda, I think the CX-30, and get all-wheel drive and get better performance. Mazda does have more powerful engines. They're maybe a little bit sportier. But you lose the, the, uh, the effectiveness of the all-wheel drive system and, and how durable the car is on and off the road with the Mazda. So it's kind of the trade-off. I'd rather yeah. have that car that in the worst day of winter, I can still make it to work.
4: You just keep saying that. I can st- <laughs> you st- want st- to stay st- home. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well,
3: I, you know, I, I, if, if, if anybody that works for me is going to make it to work, I'm going to make it work before they do.
4: Ooh. Nice. I'll have to start trying that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we have almost the same drive to get to work. I get well, there. I get well, there every day. Yeah. Well, you just you just drive straight and you I get just to drive work. Straight. You know, I got to take two or three turns. Yeah. We come from the same distance,
4: but I have to go a little bit further. And we hit the same traffic. <laughs> we hit this.
3: No, you 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 get to just go down Hannigan. I have to take the Smith Road.
4: Oh yeah, I guess we don't have the same traffic. So, You're
3: right. right now it's about three to one. There you go unfortunately so that's the story on the subaru we'll, we'll keep you updated as things progress further Good. um it, the car is like three weeks out but it could show up a couple weeks early i yeah. think that's just
4: the teaser, like, <laughs> it's right? a teaser. It's it, it could be, a couple, be here early. it's gonna be a couple months late <laughs> but i can't guarantee it <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> you hung in there with the pilot for a long long time so yeah. that's uh pretty impressive it looks like we've got uh caller online we've got eric
3: with uh, toyota tundra how are you eric
5: Hey, hey, gentlemen! Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Hey, I've always wondered. Um, I'm pretty sure that the iForce V8, the generation engine I have, it has a timing chain, or timing chains, I should say, and it's got, you know, the the guides that the timing chain resides on. Mm-hmm. Do you, at any point, need to? You know, thankfully, I don't have a timing belt, but, like, is there a a point where people with engines such as mine that have guides, is there a recommendation for a mileage or on changing those guides, or do you just hopefully they go 300,000 miles or until your vehicle finally dies? What's your recommendation on guides for timing change?
4: I guess first of all, how often do you get it in for oil? Are you right on the money?
5: I I change it religiously. Uh, yeah, it's it. So I don't have a problem, but yeah. I was always curious about how to handle those guys.
4: Well, if you continue to do that, you'll be you. You shouldn't have to worry about them at it's
5: all. It's never wor- yeah, I never should ever have to worry about. Yeah.
4: it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As it's it's. Have you owned that truck since new?
5: Uh, no, but it uh, when I got it, it only had sixty thousand miles, and yeah. it doesn't have a lot of mileage on it
4: now. So, you have something to add,
3: Brian? I, you know, I'm right there with Dan, and and if you have to repair something um, that drives the camshafts, you'll be happy you have a timing belt. Yeah. That <laughs> sure, that, sure be- that being yeah. said, if you take care of your vehicle, especially that vehicle, you're going to be happy you have a timing chain. Mm-hmm. The Got you. Only time I've Our- I've seen a problem with the the late model, the V6 or V8 timing chains, or even the variable valve mechanisms on the Toyotas, is when people don't stay up on their oil changes. And sometimes it's those people who say, "I'm gonna follow the manufacturer's 7,500 mile oil <laughs> change interval." When when I drive, you know, a thousand miles a month, all in town, and and. I'd caution that uh, the cost of a few extra oil changes over the life of the vehicle is far less expensive than replacing a variable valve timing actuator, um, I, yeah.
6: any any I seals understand. on that
3: engine and everything else. So oil changes are cheap. Um, most repair shops, honestly, they don't make any money on oil changes. It, it is not a profit motive to recommend nope. changing your oil early or to use synthetic oil when it says you don't have to use synthetic oil from new on something like that, but- But taking care of it is going to make a huge difference in the long run. I've seen in years past some Toyota timing chain engines completely sludge up, have timing chain noise, variable valve timing issues, solid packed gunk under the valve cover. You wouldn't believe it. And these are customers who did 7,500-mile oil changes, Mm -hmm. um, follow the recommendations, and they had issues because the engines really weren't up to the maintenance recommendations.
5: Got it. Now, hey, I use a, I throw a little bit of Lucas oil uh, engine oil additive in there just because I figure it's a good product. Is that wise or unwise?
3: I, you know, I don't know which additive you're using. Lucas probably has a it's dozen
5: just, additives. Yeah, it's just an an, an engine oil. Um, I guess just their additive that really. It's supposed to really coat, um, really well, you know, like they used to go into the auto parts store and you'd turn that crank with the gears and it was that Lucas oh, oil engine yeah. oil added. Anyway, I use that stuff.
3: Yeah. I wouldn't put any of the thickeners in there. I don't right. think the other additives are going to really going to hurt anything. Sometimes, um, the, the putting that in there, it, it feel good and it's peace of mind, a little bit of a snake oil. Um, we do use a few snake oils, yeah, yeah. select ones. Um, but, I, you know, I don't, especially if somebody takes care of it really well from when it's new, to be putting additives in isn't always really necessary. I don't think you're okay. going to hurt anything. And if you've been using it, there's nothing wrong with continuing to use it.
4: Yeah, don't overdo it. Yeah. That whole bottle is too much. Okay. I, I don't have a yeah, shelf well, of snake oils that.
3: at the shop that we sell. There are occasional right. times where we do recommend something or an additive, but not very often.
5: Well, guys, I appreciate it. Oh, and the nice. last one: um, if I, for some reason, or went through an oil, oh, I'm losing. You know, you. they put in conventional instead of a synthetic in my engine. That's never going to really hurt it, is it? Yeah, I,
3: I wouldn't be that that yeah. worried about it. I would try to stick with the type of oil that you've been using, you know, since earlier in life. Right,
5: thank you, thank you so much. All right, <laughs> have a Good great luck day, Eric. Um, okay,
4: we'll talk to you later.
5: Thank you.
4: Yeah, he's doing the best thing. He's, oh, changing the keeping the oil changed is the best thing you do the, in my chain. It's the least expensive maintenance yep. you can do that
3: has, I think, in the long run, the largest effect. And you look at, at vehicles out there, you know, a tundra of almost any year, and into, you know, the the Tacomas and, and other Toyotas for for what the longevity can be. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, there the, the there's a few others that are there, but they're right at the top. Right. Um. Right. And they hold their value. We've got, you know, a, a it's a Tundra down at the shop now that's, you know, 10, 15 years old that um, somebody's investing a, a fair bit of money, a few right, thousand right, right. dollars into. And, and some of it's maintenance, some of it's... Uh, it, minor repairs, you know, Mm brakes, and then you get ball joints and some suspension work and a little bit of engine maintenance and and minor leak repairs. And those things start to add up, but it's a vehicle that you can put that money into and know it's going to continue for several more years.
4: Well, yeah. We we just had this conversation with a customer about they're they're looking at a used vehicle, and they were comparing uh, Ford, a new Ford 16 F-150 Eco Boost. And Those had never have problems. They never either, do, right? Never. never. Sarcasm but intended. We were we were kind of comparing it to a tundra. I mean, the the you're going to spend quite a bit more out of the gate buying it. But I almost feel I'd buy the tundra with a hundred plus thousand, where I probably would stay away from that Ford with sixty. Or yeah. 50.
3: And, you know, there's a, we should do a whole show on that. And don't yeah. get me wrong. I drive a Ford truck. So I like I. Ford trucks. And those EcoBoost trucks are nice to drive. They tow well, mm-hmm. eight, 10 speed transmissions. I mean, there are a lot of benefits to it. Um, but that T word, yeah. T word, <laughs> turbo. <laughs> turbo, 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 um, all the benefits. And then in that other column, much more wear on the engine. Yeah. 360 676 KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive.
7: So much better than that tent we stayed in last year.
3: We sure are putting this new RV to work.
2: I'm glad we're here early because it seems that everyone has stepped up their mode of camping and, well, They're all here.
7: I told you not to post about it last year. It was supposed to be our little secret, but now everyone knows.
2: Well, Kent's Garden and Nursery's annual sale is just too good to be true. I had to show off all my fabulous new trees and shrubs, and now, well, we're the garden envy of all our neighbors.
7: And that's why we're camped out waiting for Kent's to open. I'm ready to finish planting my pond, and with 30% off everything but the dirt, I think we can buy enough greenery to create that living fence between us and...
2: You know who. Oh, oh, I see they're opening the gates. I got my trusty wheelbarrow. Let's go.
7: Don't miss Kent's annual fall. Save 30% off everything but the dirt sale. Friday, September 9th through the 19th. It's the biggest sale of the year at the largest nursery in town at Kent's Garden and Nursery on Northwest Drive in Bellingham. DeWarden Bodie's
1: Labor Day deals are around for one final weekend, so don't wait to get the season's biggest savings on the largest selection of appliances, mattresses, barbecues, and more in Whatcom's Gadget and Island Counties. If you've been waiting for the right deal, now is your chance to score with huge cashback rebates, special no-interest financing, and a 30-day local price match guarantee so you know you're always getting the best price in town. Find huge savings up to 40% off on the best selection of in-stock refrigerators, dishwashers, washers, and dryers. Ranges and cooktops and more. Plus, get huge cashback rebates up to $1,000 on qualifying appliance pairs and packages. And save up to $800 on select mattress sets. Plus, get up to 50% off clearance mattresses in all sizes from top brands. Upgrade today and pay no money down and no interest up to two years on select appliances and up to six years on select mattresses. Shop Labor Day deals now at DeWard and Bodie in Bellingham and Burlington. Financing OAC offer qualifications and restrictions. Of why?
6: dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. In the past year, the Lighthouse mission staff and community volunteers have made a difference by providing our homeless neighbors with nutritious meals, shelter, and help in transitioning to stable housing. In fact, more than 225 men, women, and children have shelter each night. More than 650 meals are served each day, and 150 people were moved into stable housing. This couldn't happen without the help and support of community volunteers, businesses, and organizations Organizations like the Lighthouse Mission. Want to help? Visit thelighthousemission.org, thelighthousemission.org. Dedicated to service, brought to you by Needer House of Luxury, Bellingham's newest fine jewelry store. They're also a certified precious metals dealer, American gold eagles, gold and silver bars, and a great selection of platinum on Squalicum Harbor, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, Bellingham. Follow the bright light. Needer House of Luxury.
7: The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group.
3: 360-676-KGMI, you are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive. Give a shout out to Kirk from Angler Automotive. Getting his house ready for winter, he said. I think he slept in. I think he's asleep. (laughs) I I, I think Kirk's a little tired from chasing around a couple uh, teenage and preteen boys constantly. Couldn't even imagine that now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, looks like we have uh, Greg on the line. Good morning, Greg. What can we do for you?
8: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. I have a 2011 Toyota Tacoma and... It seems that the, uh, I seem to be going through, you know, oil faster than I think I should be. And the guys at my uh, repair shop said mm-hmm. it's probably because it's due to being a uh, the full synthetic. They say it just doesn't quite last as long.
3: How so- long have you owned that Tacoma?
8: Um, I bought it uh, brand spanking new off the lot in 2011. And I've got 180. Uh, 180- typical, t-
3: typical Tacoma owner.
8: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Long time. Long time. <laughs> Many miles.
3: Yeah. Um which engine do you have in that?
8: Oh goodness, I know. It's the not the base model, it's the SR5. And and is model. it
3: a V6 engine or four cylinder?
8: It's a little four cylinder. Yeah, I think is. it's the okay. Yeah, the vvt or something like that. Yeah, uh-huh.
3: so so I so it's a <laughs> 2.7 four cylinder, I yep. think. I and I was going to guess you were the four cylinder. Um just because of our experience we have seen some of those use some oil as they get up in mileage.
8: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Have you used synthetic oil in it since it was new or did you switch at some point?
8: Um no, it's been full synthetic the whole time since since I bought it.
4: Okay. Um, no, that surprises me. Yeah, that's, I would I, have I would have thought there was a switch somewhere.
3: I you uh, and uh, so you've seen that before too. Oh yeah, have you did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we do see sometimes when oils are broken in and driven on on, on a synthetic blend or, or non-synthetic oil early in life, and then you switch over the, the wear patterns in the engine, um, the molecule size and the way it lubricates is different for the synthetic. And so we have seen that engines that are a little bit later in life, people make the switch, they can start consuming unbelievable amounts of oil, yet not really smoke and run perfect. Right. Um, I've had a couple Ford mm-hmm. trucks that that have started going through three quarts in in like three four thousand miles after switching to a synthetic. You go back to a synthetic blend 520 that Ford calls for, and boom, half a quart in five thousand miles. Um, like night and day difference. Huh.
4: I, has what, the truck? Oh, go ahead. Dan. I was just going to ask Greg what what okay. what are you considering oil consumption? How how fast are you going through oil? I, maybe I missed
8: it. Um. Well, it was about. Um the guys at the shop I take it to mm-hmm. said, Well you might want to like, add a quart, you know, in between oil changes, but just this last um go around, I don't know if it was because we had that you know heat wave or I was just driving it, you know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Actually I put two quartz in um in between mm-hmm. oil changes and okay. I was like, That seems a little high, but there's no smoke, there's no smells or anything like that. So I just found it really interesting.
4: And what mileage are you doing the oil?
8: What well I'm a, like, I, well, I just had the oil change, like, well, uh, yesterday, so. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so, how many miles are you
4: putting on it before you do it?
8: I am um, like, know, um, like, just a suggested amount, usually it's about 3,000. Um, they said on this latest sticker, they said I could go 4,000 between oil changes. So I'm like, okay, that's a bit different.
3: All right, those are reasonable numbers. Toyota, yeah. Toyota probably okay. says five thousand between oil changes. Some right. of those in that era, they were like seventy five hundred. Um, but I don't know on oh, that, wow. that specific <laughs> model. Yeah, that's what I say. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jaguar, I, you know, there's you know, nineteen The questions I start to ask when when we haven't serviced a vehicle is is has the, the has the engine ever overheated? Have you ever blown a hose? Radiator started <laughs> leaking? Thermostat stuck? Where the engine got hot?
8: Um, no, it's ran. You know, at about you know. Mid okay. midway well, on the temperature gauge like the whole yeah, that,
3: steady. that's perfect. We do see with it with a lot of later model vehicles after an overheat situation, yep. especially a really bad one, it can cause the the rings and pistons to expand. You get some wear in the cylinder wall and oil control rings. Um hmm. it'll start okay. burning some oil. On those uh on, on that two point seven liter engine, we do sometimes see some valve guide, valve stem seal issues where it's actually sucking it down from the top end rather than going past the rings. Um, and, and we occasionally see those valves get tight and and burn a valve rarely, but it is a a known issue that can happen with those. So I'd be wondering if this is a valve guide, valve stem seal issue or a ring issue. Um, okay. But, you know, if you want to keep listening, Dan and I can talk a little bit more about that after a break, we have to take here. Um, but oil consumption issue on a, a vehicle like that is is something that's concerning, and you want to be really careful once that starts happening, and and then make a determination at what point do I pursue fixing that oil consumption mm-hmm. problem?
8: Right, right, Sorry. Sounds like I'll, I'll I'll ask my ask my guys about you know what you just said about you know valve stems. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm. and what I did, if it might bear you know looking at. It. So cool. all right,
4: yeah. thanks for the Perfect. call, Greg. Thanks for the call, Greg.
8: Okay, thank you, gentlemen. Okay, have a great yeah. day. You too.
3: You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive, 360-676-KGMI.
4: We all have our go-tos, right? The doctor you trust, the dentist you rely on, the restaurant you love. What makes them your go-to? It's trust, isn't it? Hi, this is Dan from Bellingham Automotive, your go-to for auto repairs in Whatcom County since 1991. Whether you're using your car for ride-sharing, delivery services, mobile office, maybe just a taxi for your kids and their friends, or it's just personal transportation. We're here to keep you on the road. We're proud to have a team of technicians and service advisors who have been with us for years. They can help you find that strange noise or figure out what that warning light is trying to tell you. They can perform regular maintenance to keep your car up to date and your new car warranty intact. We know you're busy, so we also offer a local shuttle service and an after-hour drop-off and pickup options to help take the hassle out of your auto repair. So if you don't have a trusted go-to for your vehicles, Please give us a call at 360-676-5200 or visit bellinghamautomotive.com to schedule an appointment.
7: At Puget Sound Energy, we're proudly aspiring to reduce our own emissions to net zero and to go beyond by helping others reduce carbon across Washington. Together, we're investing in local renewables, strengthening the electric grid, helping customers switch to electric vehicles, innovating with low-carbon resources, supporting our communities, and saving energy along the way. Together, we're creating a clean energy future. You need a job? You need to be at the CRG Fall Job Fair, Wednesday, September 13th from 3 till 7pm. Presented by Cascade Radio Group and HireMeWA.com. Multiple employers, multiple industries on-site ready to hire, including the Bellingham Police Department, Whatcom County, Unity Care, your local Whatcom and Skagit County Dairy Queens, and the Skagit Casino. Solid pay, good benefits, training, even hiring bonuses. One day only, Wednesday, September 13th, 3 till 7pm. Meet employers ready to hire all at One easy-to-find location. The Four Points by Sheraton in Bellingham next to Fred Meyer. Full-time, part-time, or seasonal. You need a job? Come to the Fall Job Fair Wednesday, September 13th. Talk to employers. Apply on-site with Silver Reef Casino Resort, Cascade DAFO, Walton Beverage, the United States Postal Service, Four Points by Sheraton, the Ferndale School District, the City of Bellingham, and more. Job Fair happening Wednesday, September 13th at Four Points by Sheraton in Bellingham. Brought to you by Cascade Radio Group and HireMeWA.com.
0: The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Harness the power of the
1: sun, reduce your carbon footprint, and save on your energy bills. You can now go solar with West Mechanical, heating, air conditioning, and electrical.
0: Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com.
7: CBS News Brief. A massive earthquake in Morocco. The number of dead has now grown to over 1,000. CBS's Bradley Blackburn.
1: The airport was jammed as many tried to get out of a major tourist destination.
7: The room
9: started shaking. It was going backwards and forwards and everything started moving and pictures started moving.
7: Hurricane Lee was a Category 5 storm, but has weakened. Lee is a Category 3 hurricane with wind speeds near 115 miles per hour. Lisa Bucci with the National Hurricane Center. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows wanted his Georgia election interference case moved from state to federal court, arguing his actions were just part of his job. A judge disagreed. What the judge said here is, essentially, I think you acted outside the scope of your duties. I think that you went beyond what is in the job description of a chief of staff, That's CBS News Legal Analyst Jessica Levinson. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn.
8: Welcome back.
3: We're in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Dan from Bellingham Automotive. 360-676-KGMI. Keep those calls coming. Before the break, we were talking about talking to Greg about some uh, oil consumption issues in his 2011 Tacoma, and uh, he, he's kind of reaching that point, Dan, where where it elevates my level of concern. Somebody who's yeah, burning a, a, quart- a quart of four yeah, cylinder, a quart between oil changes, not a big deal. At least that four cylinder that probably has four and a half, five quarts, some mm-hmm. of those even had six. I'm not sure the 11,
4: I don't see near as many as the two sevens as they yeah. do the V6.
3: Um, but you start getting to two quarts between oil changes starts to concern me about, uh, you know, somebody possibly, um, letting it get too low.
4: But, and it still concerns me, uh, a little bit on mixing oils. You know, I know it's a synthetic oil change, but is he, has he gotten blends in the past and switched over to synthetic?
3: Yeah. And you know, he talked to, you know, going, you know, synthetic from the beginning and sticking yeah, with the synthetic. I think that's great. Uh, um, I think what his shop is telling him is, is probably some validity behind the synthetic oil, maybe burning more because of the nature of the synthetic mm-hmm. oil. I wouldn't say it's the synthetic oils. I don't fault that that's
4: occurring. I don't think we caught how many miles around that truck. It was like 150,000.
3: Oh, there you go. Uh, you know, I, uh, getting up there, but not unreasonable by any no. means. I mean, I mean it's, it's halfway there. Yeah, it's it's half. halfway. To halfway <laughs> exactly. to the target, and it could go way past the target. Um, but I, I would if it were mine. I, I would probably well let's go with a you know regular 5W30 uh, synthetic blend. You mm-hmm. know and and let's see how that does for a couple oil changes and see if it goes down. You know if it goes yep. down to you know a quart or half a quart between oil changes, then I'm gonna, I'm going to ride with that mm-hmm. and not worry about it. Uh, you start seeing two quarts, three quarts between oil changes. Then I'm like, let's, let's see if we can figure out yeah, where this oil is going. Is this going up yep. past the rings? And we'll normally see that after like an overheat condition, the engine got hot, it's been run on oil, low on oil multiple times, you've got some accelerated wear. Or if you've got a valve guide or valve stem seal issue that it's leaking down a valve guide and getting sucked in through the intake. And mm-hmm. there are some ways that you can go through and kind of verify whether that's happening or not. Pulling the intake, doing some inspections
4: and digging a little deeper. Yeah, I kind of like your theory of trying to blend for a little while just to see. I think that would be smart. Yeah.
3: And, uh, you know, it's with today's remanufactured engines or rebuilt engines and or used engines and other things, trying to approach that problem, trying to solve a problem through some pathways, as we found out in a a shop. And you were mentioning during the break that that sometimes you can run into issues like oil consumption and other problems with rebuilt engines that turns into. A speed bump for the shop and the customer. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
4: So we brought a few things.
3: Yeah. Oh, we had a question off the air, too, about a a coolant leak on a car, on a Subaru Outback. I would use Steve's helicopter (laughs) scenario right now. (laughs) So our former co-host, Steve (laughs) Hazel, at the Panacea Auto Repair, used to always say when somebody would ask them, can I just drive it over and get it fixed? It's leaking coolant. (laughs) It's leaking coolant. And, you know, it's uh, do you feel lucky Um, that sometimes the cost of driving an overheating car with a coolant leak, um, the cost of repairs can exceed the cost of hiring a helicopter to pick you up and fly the car to the shop (laughs) in the event the engine does overheat or reach failure mode. Yes. Um, so anytime there, there's a coolant leak, um, you want to be really cautious. You do. If you're a yeah. half a mile away and the engine's cold, you might be might be um, more in the window of maybe being safe. Right. Um, but if you're 12 miles away and the engine's already warm and you just want to limp it in, that could be a really expensive trip. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, coolant leaks on Subarus, I mean, there's they've got some small hoses that go up to the throttle body, the rubber yep. hoses, radiator hoses, little bypass hose by the thermostat. A lot of these are not really expensive to repair. Um, they do have a couple coolant tubes, metal coolant tubes, um, some that might— go under the intake manifold, right. um, crossover tube or gaskets from the, the side of the block, one side of the block to the other. Some of these can be a little bit more labor intensive. Mm-hmm. That being said, they don't leak that often. No. Um, so it'd be interesting to know exactly, uh, you know, which hoses are leaking. The metal ones are going to be a little bit more, and the labor can be a little bit more intensive. But anytime there's a coolant leak, even a minor one, they can turn into major ones relatively quickly. So Very, yeah would definitely get them repaired as soon as possible
4: <laughs> so we brought a couple articles I actually am sitting on the one you brought about my living room
3: <laughs> you know kind of. we, we might have mentioned this on, on a previous show and it's it's kind of interesting what some of the the premium brands I think normally will do this um, <clears throat> where people are really attached to their vehicles they they go to buy that car because of what it is they like the uh the logo, the emblem on the hood, and in this situation, I'm talking about the, the Porsche. Mm-hmm. And uh, earlier this year, Porsche came out with uh, some some new new colors for their, their Porsche 911s, their Cayennes, and their Taycans, and uh, they're really proud of those colors, and they know that somebody who's coming in to buy that car is going to be really proud of that color, and they're not going to buy it unless they love that color. So they're giving giving their customers the opportunity to purchase that color in a can to where you can paint your
4: house with it. I know I'm going to talk to Lisa about the speed yellow. I think that would be a great house color. The
3: the, the perfect color for your living room. You know, I you know you, know, you your your new living room, you're working on some remodel, the Riviera blue, you know, or the Ruby, Ruby Star. Star. There you yeah. go. <laughs> kind of make that make that room pop when you come through the front door
4: colorblind guy um, here <laughs> but
3: hey you know at 75 bucks a gallon i'm sure it's a premium paint you know might not be that bad of a deal and and you know you love that car so much you can just you're doing the remodel you can just put yeah, a garage door and park it in the middle of your living room there it is
4: yeah it would all look the same yeah. i'm looking for alpine green alpine green that's the color Or you I'm can just for. you can just head down
3: to kelly moore paints <laughs> and have them bring their little paint matcher out to your car and your car <laughs> in six and, to eight and, months and, when you receive and whip it. Whip up, the collar. <laughs> well, looks like we've got another caller here. We've got Graham on the line with a Land Rover, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Dan must be
8: the Land Rover expert here.
4: Uh, <laughs> what do you got, Graham?
8: <laughs> oh, hi, Hi. hi. Uh, yeah, I have a 2000 Discovery Two Land Rover, mm-hmm. and it's got a water leak out the intake manifold there's two little rubber hoses going to this collar on the intake manifold and it's leaking and squirting water out can i plug those two hoses into each other and and just run it a dry intake manifold
4: intake or heater core
8: no it's it's the it's where the water go- i mean where the air goes into the engine first it goes through this water cooled caller
3: yeah, so there's a few things I'd be concerned about there. I don't know the specifics on those two hoses. There are some situations where they run uh, run coolant hoses this is pretty common on cars they're they're small hoses like 10 millimeters or three eighths inside diameter and they'll yeah. run them up to the throttle body mm-hmm. um, which sometimes will help preheat part of the idle control circuit sometimes oh, it's yeah. a, sometimes mm-hmm. it's a, a preheat for around the throttle body and the air coming in. The other concern I would have is that those go over to um, a passage that may have exhaust gases go through it for exhaust gas recirculation, and the purpose is to cool those passages um, so that that those hot exhaust gases are a little bit more cool when they go into the intake. So if I were stuck in the middle of the desert six six hours from anywhere in the mud (laughs) at Burning Man and I had to get out, um, I might try looping them together to get out. Um, can you run it? Can you run it that way? If I were in town and I were a few miles from my shop, um, I would probably either, either look at if, if I can't stop the leak temporarily, um, with them still hooked up, I wouldn't go driving across town or down no. to my closest Land Rover dealer, which I'm not sure where that is, um, to, to get it fixed. I would probably call over to like Harmony Motorworks or Bellingham Automotive and, uh, oh, Dan's Dan's saying they are not not Land Rover specialists, Um, so I'd give give Harmony a call and and say, hey, I need these things fixed. What do you guys think? Um, Can I bring it in and and have
8: you take a look at it? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, thanks a lot for the uh, advice.
3: Yeah, okay, good luck with that, Graham. I wish I wish you had like a, a more positive, better answer, but uh that's a situation of better safe than sorry. Exactly. And I'll tell I'll tell you what, you don't want to overheat that engine or plug up some EGR passage or have something worse happen for sure.
0: Oh yeah. Perfect. Oh, okay.
3: Thanks for the call. Thanks a lot. Uh, all right, thank you. Well, I think we're gonna take another break here. Three six oh six seven six KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive.
2: Tandoori Bites will send you on a journey with the smells, decor, and music of a real trip overseas. You'll be amazed with fresh, flavorful, authentic Indian food made to order. The unique, one-of-a-kind menu items are sure to delight your taste buds with over 100 different options to choose from, including oven-fresh naan, roti made to order, tender butter chicken, and succulent baked tandoori meats. Plus, plenty of vegetarian and halal options as well. Hear what their customers have to say
0: best
7: authentic indian food i've ever eaten super healthy i could eat this every day i thought i didn't like indian food but it turns out i just never had good indian food tandoori
2: bites has a full bar with full cocktails indian beer and wine their drink selection will challenge your imagination using fresh fruits like guava and lychee into colorful drinks you're sure to enjoy tandoori bites bellingham's best kept secret offering full catering services takeout and delivery located at 505 32nd street in bellingham just behind rei or at tandooribites.us
4: hello folks are you ready to get your estate planning affairs in order but you don't know where to start would you like to hear about the difference between wills and trusts do you want to learn how to avoid probate? Do you have questions about Social Security and Medicare? Is it important to you to make life as easy as possible on your spouse and loved ones if something should happen to you? This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham. Join me right here on KGMI every Saturday at 1 p.m. for the Aging Hour. And let me show you how to set your family up for success in your retirement.
3: You are in the shop, Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Dan from Bellingham Automotive. Give us a call 360 676
4: six K G M I. And uh, looks like we got Dave on the line. Good morning, Dave. I, uh, we're. Uh, I think we're answering another call here. <laughs> one, one sec. Keep them, keep them, keep them coming. coming. It's been a busy morning. Nice. Late summer day, and people are listening. (laughs) Yeah,
3: always love it when the phone calls come in. Looks like we've got uh, Dave on the line here. Good morning, Dave. Are
4: you there, Dave?
10: 2008 Tacoma. Mm
4: -hmm.
10: And all of a sudden, if I shut it off and want to go somewhere, it won't start. It's done this about five times in the last two years. Then, if you let it sit for a while, and you crank it over, and all of a sudden it'll take off. I don't have no idea what it is.
4: So when you turn it, so when it, say that again, so when you you park the car, you let it sit for just a minute, and you start it yeah. back up, is it a crank no start, or does it do nothing? A crank no start. Okay. And when's the last time you had the plugs done?
10: Oh, a year ago. okay. About a year ago,
4: and it was happening back then.
10: Yep, Hmm. yeah.
4: And then all of a sudden, it'll take off. All of a sudden, so so it'll just go
10: and it cranks
3: away. It won't start, and then then all of a sudden, everything's back to normal.
10: Yep, I'll you know kind of reset it with a key. Wait a while, then do it, and all of a sudden, it'll take off. Yeah.
3: Well, I, you know, it sounds like you probably have compression which means we're Uh, lacking spark or we're lacking fuel. Um, Do you have a a check engine light or any warning lights on the dash while while the engine's running and you're driving? No. No warning lights? Nothing. No. So, you know, that's something where, first off, you know, we're going to plug in a scan tool, communicate with the computer in there, see if there's any codes that are stored in memory where maybe it has triggered something or it's just not turning the check engine light on. Right. I mean, when you, right. After you, you're driving it, everything's good, you park it, you go to start it back up, and you try to start it, does it stumble at all and, and then, then just crank, or does it just crank like there's nothing there?
10: Crank like there's nothing.
3: No stumble on the initial crank when it won't start? It just won't no. start. Okay. And I thought it was the fuel yeah so that's that's why I asked that question because normally when you turn the car off and it's sitting there it's going to have some residual fuel pressure in the fuel rail and the mm-hmm. fuel line to the injectors and usually usually if if it's like a fuel pump that's that's quit um, you'll have some residual pressure and it will stumble a bit a little bit, but that's not always the case i in that situation we're going to be if if we had it in our shop, okay, this thing won't start um we crank it over. We're either going to check fuel pressure or give it some supplemental fuel um, to see if it fires up. Are we lacking fuel? You know, is that the case? Consistency right. is always the good thing for a shop to look at. It, but then I start you know thinking about cam sensor or crank sensor, which are really kind of uncommon failures on the because yeah. uh-huh. We just don't see it a lot. But you could have a, a, a fuel pump relay or an ECM relay that's not triggering or sticking um, just something unusual like that, or even in a, a, a circuit in the ignition switch. Um, mm-hmm. And it would really have to have it in a shop when it's acting up. Yeah. What you said, yeah. with the test equipment hooked up to it. So you need to have a long talk with that truck yes. about cooperation.
10: <laughs> I know I, I was up uh, 30 miles up in the hill when the first time it did it. Hmm. And I monkeyed with it and reset it. So I guess, and then, then finally, finally, my friend says, "I'll just tow you down." I went and shut up everything and turned the key and and started.
4: Have you tried when you when it does that? Have you put your foot all the way down on the gas pedal and cranked it?
10: Yeah, yeah. Shut off the fuel. It uh, it might start. It might try to start one time, but that's it. Okay.
3: Well, I, I we have to take a, a quick break here, and then we're going to come back and talk about a couple other ideas on that if you want to keep listening. Okay. All right, Perfect. Dave. Will thanks, be. Dave. You are in the okay, shop. Okay, thanks for your help. Thank you. You're in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive, and we'll be right back.
0: Okay, next up for the auction, we have an amazing deal, this beautiful new American Standard Furnace and Heat Pump. It is consumer best rated, has a 10-year parts
4: warranty, and it'll be installed by the pros at Linden Sheet Metal. Let's start the auction! First, for the savings, we have incredible tax credits. Do I hear $1,000? $1, $1,000, $1,500, 1500 about $2,000? $1, so You now have $2,000 off a of furnace and heat pump. For utilities rebates, there's a mixed bag. Depending on what you get, there are savings of up to $2,400. We also have manufacturing dealer rebates up to $1,500. And for our
3: final item, we have financing. Zero down and zero interest if paid according to a contract. Do I hear six
4: months now, looking for 12 months ahead of it now, 18 months, 18 months to have, we have a winner. Congratulations.
7: You don't have to be at the auction to make these great deals. It's open to everyone that calls. This deal includes tax credits, rebates, and easy financing. But don't wait. These savings won't be around forever. You too can be a winner. Call us today. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. This is
4: Steve Berger, Lead Counselor and Director of Contact Counseling Recovery Services. Despite being a fourth-generation Whatcom County resident from a solid, established family, when I was struggling with alcohol and drug addiction, my family didn't know where to turn to help. By the grace of God and a recovery program, I was able to get sober, and have devoted the last 34 years of my life helping others find recovery from addiction. If you or a family member is struggling with substance abuse, please contact us at 360-671-3277 or
1: contactcounseling.com. Listening to KGMI and playing a grand in your hand gives you a chance to win $1,000 every weekday. But what if you don't? Well, you're still eligible for the second chance drawing. Playing a grand in your hand, presented by Neater House of Luxury, automatically qualifies you for a second chance drawing. A prize package totaling more than $1,200, with a weekend getaway at Lopez Islander Resort and Blackout Golf for 10 at Volley. Visit KGMI.com for details.
3: Welcome back. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive, 360-676-KGMI. We had uh, Dave on the line before the break talking about his Toyota Tacoma that sometimes just won't start. Yeah, And uh, sometimes the having a scan tool hooked up and being able to monitor the engine data in situations like that, there are so many sensors on modern engines today that sometimes we have situations where sensors will be reporting data in within the allowable range, but highly incorrect. Mm-hmm. And there's not always a way to double check that and it won't always set a code. I know during the break we were talking about it, Dan, and you mentioned on the the Toyotas like an airflow sensor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I they had the old barn door style sensors and then they have the, the thick film um, current measurement, heat, heat hot wire airflow yep. sensors that the newer Toyota has. That probably also has an air temperature sensor built into the mass airflow sensor and then the coolant temperature sensor that measures the engine coolant.
4: And that's where I was thinking on break. I wonder if that truck is thinking it's zero degrees and just pumping the fuel every once in a while. And and that's why, you, t- you know, you look at holding the
3: throttle down to put it into like a clear flood mode, mm-hmm. um, just like an old car rated vehicle, but yep. electronically it'll basically cut the fuel off when you crank it. And sometimes we see just the opposite. Usually this isn't when an engine's hot, where the coolant temperature sensor will read the other way. Yeah. And, and the coolant temperature sensor may say the engine is 248 degrees when it's 160. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, normally like, lean out that air-fuel mixture, and it may have a hard time starting until that sensor goes back into
4: what the temperature truly is. And anybody who's worked on Toyotas would know that the mice seem to like the wires right at that sensor, too. They do. So it would definitely be worth looking at the wires as well.
3: Yeah, and I'm just thinking back to a Toyota we had recently that that had frayed wires at Mm -hmm. the coolant temp sensor causing it to read incorrectly. And uh, that could just be a simple coolant temp sensor connector issue. Yeah. An experienced technician with a professional scan tool... Um, and the knowledge of what the expected numbers should be and the the data that the computer is seeing um, can go a long way in solving problems like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even catch them when the problem is not occurring because that sensor is obviously reading within its normal range, but incorrectly. Correct. So something to look at. Talk to your shop or give one of us a call. We can definitely look at it. And uh, we always appreciate it when your car will cooperate when it's at the shop. <laughs> yes, behave. I um, will squeeze in one more call real quick here. Not a lot of time, but we have Cliff here. Good morning, Cliff.
9: Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so a friend of mine has an Audi.
4: I'm sorry. And
9: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, uh, but her seals on her turbo went out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I'm,
3: I'm even more sorry now.
9: Yeah. Yeah, and I. I kind of figured it out. You know, I pulled the intake off the turbo and noticed how much oil's in there. So obviously, okay, it's leaking. And she's using a little bit of a fair amount of oil, you know. So uh, she found a shop that works on Audi, and they had no talk about cleaning the exhaust. All this oil has been running down through. And I feel it should be cleaned. I don't know what kind of sensors and stuff like that are in the exhaust, but I feel like that's going to gum, you know, the catalytic converter, whatever else, you know.
3: And what, what year is the Audi? Uh,
9: 2011, I believe. All right.
3: I, you know, the reality is, is there's no real way to clean a catalytic converter. Um, that oil will coat the exhaust, but there's no... It, it, the exhaust cleaning is not a, a service that, that I'm familiar with anybody really no. providing. You, you have a valid concern. A 2011, that thing probably has 100 to 150,000 miles on it, I suspect. Uh, only about
9: 130. 130,
3: yeah, right in that range. That's about, if you have a turbo vehicle, that's a, a nice round number yeah. for you to, like, make sure you've got the money in the bank for a new turbo, and this applies to almost any vehicle. It's mm-hmm. just a good yeah. average life expectancy. Um, and, and so definitely a, a 2011 with 130,000 miles, that converter is in the window of end of life anyway, right? The oil does them no favors. Um, they're not really good on the oxygen sensors or air fuel sensors either. Um, and, yeah. and I like your thought process, but I don't know that yeah, I, don't I know have how a solution. Do it. Yeah. And you work on more Audis than we do, Dan.
4: Yeah, we work on a few, but yeah, I've never, never thought of that i I mean i haven't ran into it i know that at one point you could send out a diesel uh particulate filter and get it clean but i've never heard of it with a cat on a normal car and
3: if the if the converter's functioning properly that thing gets up to you know 500 degrees most of the oil is going to be um you know catalyzed through the exhaust but you know, in in the end, lots of oil through a converter, hundred thirty thousand miles. It's end of life anyway. And you are correct; she has more repairs on the horizon. And yeah. now we're at the end of the show, Cliff. I apologize.
9: Not a big deal. I just, you know, just, just a concern, and I just wanted a, yeah. another opinion on it. We
3: have oh. we have compassion, but no real answers. More solutions.
9: I'll tell her to sell it and buy something nice. (laughs) Good call, Cliff.
3: (laughs) All right, thank you. you. You've been in the shop, Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Dan from Bellingham Automotive Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.